irony is saying something the complete opposite of what you mean. Oh, yeah, that is and you say that there's no one famous from Austria. There are plenty of people famous from Austria. People always build their own punchlines to that joke. So most of them think of Schwarzenegger instead of Hitler. Really? Yeah. I was back. The one I, I thought of first was Conchita Wurst. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Comedy with an Accent podcast. I'm your Taiwanese comedian, Quan Wen. I interview comedians who perform English stand-up comedy but who are not native English speakers or they can have a very distinct British regional accent. This podcast is all about comedy, about accent, about languages, and about the comedy technique. So stay tuned if you're interested. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to yet another episode of Comedy with an Accent podcast. The guest I have today, I'm very excited because once again, it's another language. At least I have some knowledge of. The guest has been nominated for BBC New Comedy Award in 2019, if I remember that correctly. True. And yeah. you probably have seen him perform at the legendary comedy store in London. So I'm going to say today, Herr Liss Willkommen, Herr Hubermeyer. So our guest today is Hubermeyer. Thank you. Thank you. What an honor to be here and just in to be switch. greeted with Jackson's, accentless German. Jackson. <laughs> oh, that's too kind. I got my first syllable. Anyway, Huber is wearing an MBA kind of jersey and I'm just like, what is this construction worker attire? But we are recording this episode in scorching heat. We are before the hottest day in England in 2000. No, in the whole UK this year, ever, I guess. Ever, I think. Okay, first question I have for you. I remember I always tried to call you Hubert. Yeah. Then I check all the videos and all the other podcasts you've gone on. And people call you Hubert and you call yourself Hubert. Did you simply anglicize your name for their sake? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just easier. Just like easier. I said, I okay. I couldn't be asked with. I was doubting myself so much. I went on YouTube <laughs> and say how to. I didn't even type how to pronounce the name Huber. I actually <laughs> type in German, wie man sagt, Dinama, Huber. And then I realized there's no point in me being so picky on the who sound because if I want to do your name correctly, it's actually Hubert. Hubert. Yeah, and I never really nailed the German R. It's a very elusive thing. It's just like the hint of racism still lurking <laughs> on continental I mean, yeah, Europe. Yeah, like that R. It's, it's barely audible. Would you like it's to just like demonstrate? <laughs> How would you say your name correctly? Hubert Meyer. Hubert Meyer, yeah. yeah. But if then people call you Mayer, then you just rhyme with Nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I still don't correct them. Like I did the comedy store a few weeks ago. And the MC asked me how to pronounce your surname. Is it male? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> whatever you want. I guess if you spell your Maya, M-E-R-E-R, then they will pronounce as Maya. Yeah, In your case, your spelling is less frequently seen by English people. It's a very Austrian way of spelling it. Uh, if German people see my surname written down, they know that I'm Austrian. There's probably like five different ways to spell the surname Maya. You preempted and... my question. Oh, no. You're from Austria. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Aus Österreich. Our very first German-speaking guest today is not from Germany, and that's deliberate. They don't represent all the German-speaking <laughs> population on the entire planet. Do people mistake you as German, though? Yeah. Yeah, that's the standard. That's the standard, but by that standard, it's because they don't know Austria exists or they don't think there's any difference uh, they need to... It's a bit of both, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, in Britain especially. I still remember the first... Uh, when, when I first moved to the UK, like the very first day with my girlfriend at the time, we went to look for flats and the estate agent showed us around. The first thing he asked us where we're from, we said Austria. And he was like, oh, is, 
is that in Europe? <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Where else? Did right. you just say, no, it's in Central yeah. Asia. <laughs> no, where the do you think? The real name is Oshterheistan. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, you can curse. I will beep it out. Oh, will you? Because I okay. want the clean rating. No guest has forced me to have to do it more than three times per episode. Okay, Let's you know what? No, I'm going to wreck. I'm going <laughs> to work clean. I'm going to work clean. Um, but yeah, no, uh, people genuinely always assume I'm from Germany. I mean, uh, if they hear my accent and they're like, oh, where in Germany are you from? I mean, do they ask you where in Germany it, are you from after you say that you're from Austria or before? <laughs> before, generally before. But also, it'd be really weird if someone was like, oh, are you Austrian? Like, how did you pick up on that? Like, that, that'd be weird. Because obviously, you're going to go with the bigger country. Has that ever happened, though? No. So no one has ever correctly assumed, predicted, assumed or figured out you're from Austria no. before you even say a thing. Yeah, I'm not joking. When I say I can relate, you understand, right? Because yeah. everyone assume You're I'm Chinese. from China. Yeah, I'm yeah. Chinese, right? Yeah. And also because poverty is lived in China right now. So yeah. it's perfectly possible they are fat Chinese people like me. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if, if the country still have the image of a malnourished population, I can say, look, I'm from a country with prosperity. So there's yeah, no look, But you see China's GDP, GDP is quite high right now. So it's perfectly possible. And I guess the problem is if we speak the Chinese language, there's an obvious difference in terms of accent. And there is between Austrian German yeah. and what they say, the high German spoken Germany. But the accent in English probably doesn't make that much difference to them. Which leads me to my first question. I want to get to this question first. <laughs> okay. As a question, standard question I ask every single guest. So, Huber, do you believe when you speak English that you have an accent? Yes. Do you? Yeah. You do? Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah. I mean, I, I, know, I know it's not a bad accent. Like, I... I it got better. Define bad accent. I, I mean, in I don't know. I know how to pronounce stuff. It's not a bad, it's not like a super obvious accent, but it's noticeable enough for me to, for example, when I do comedy, um, to address it in my set. Okay. So, so when you say it's not a bad accent, you're not talking I'm not, about... Not, this isn't the racism thing. <laughs> <laughs> bad! I'm not, bad yeah, it's not from one of the shite. bad countries. That's a good question. <laughs> when I say shite, do I beep it out? Or would Apple be able to figure out that it's a swear word, but not in English? Oh, Apple would. Apple would. They'd oh, figure it out. Gene. Yeah. Right. Never mind. Watching. So They'd... you didn't mean that the overall having a German accent, by German would mean the language, not yeah. that country, yeah. is the bad accent. It's your accent is not... What I mean is it's not a, a super horrific German accent. Yeah. Like if, you know, some people, some Germans can't really, like they can't pronounce a TH or whatever. Give me an example of a horrific German I, accent. I, I can't do that. I can't, can't, I, can't, I can't even do a fake one. I, you know when they speak like this? Like, yeah. <laughs> like they can't even pronounce. But that's more often than not the... American Hollywood actor when they try to play a German villain and yeah. they do a super bad German accent and that's the one I would think of right yeah away. but there is definitely if i just watch german tv and they interview a footballer after a football game in english and it's a german presenter and sometimes they're so bad i mean they're but really do austrian really... presenter tend to speak english better than the german presenter um yes there's a reason for this in austria pretty much everyone grows up bilingual because you speak a really really heavy austrian yeah. dialect which is almost its own language and you also learn how to speak high german so you learn both and that somehow rewires your brain into like making it easier for you to learn languages. 
Ah, so okay. Generally, the Austrian accent isn't quite as harsh as a German. Okay, one. so if I interpret what you just said, you're <laughs> saying basically your first language is Austrian German, yeah, and your first foreign language is German. 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 <laughs> <laughs> apply to Swiss people but you just made that no, statement it's not quite as heavy as for Swiss people because Swiss German is really uh, its own deal okay okay I'm happy to explain because some people are not familiar with the term high German doesn't mean it's a high class or not in terms of social class it was spoken it in, really the, well. in the southern hilly area at a certain time in history is basically another term for standard German standard it's where German. most German people learn so when you say a German is well spoken then the German they speak is high German so yeah. for you, in your little village, your little dwarf, you can speak <laughs> dwarf, whatever. Yeah. You can be as local as you like. Uh, yeah. But when you go to Vienna, do you have to switch to high German or not quite yet? No, not in Vienna. Not in Vienna. Nowhere in Austria, actually. They will understand my dialect. If you cross Austria, the border, but only stay in Bavaria, because you're not very different. Like, I think Austria is not that different from Bavaria, and Bavaria has very strong, their own distinct accent as well. Actually, I'm from the Bavarian border, so my dialect is exactly the same as really? across the border. Yeah, so culturally, um, Austria and Bavaria are actually much closer than, Has no than, one than, ever than Bavaria and the rest of Germany. No one ever proposed that Bavaria city from the German people Federation. People propose that all the time. <laughs> and then merge with Austria to become yeah. one. Yeah, people Yodeling, propose that. It's not the Bavarians. Later horse than wearing. <laughs> yeah, see, the stereotype about Germans in media in the US is always like Lederhosen and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. That's literally just... Bavaria. I think it's better to describe them as mountain Germans. Yeah. So these are the people, they live in the mountain and are kidnap um, hostage in their basement. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so you know what Germans call Austrians? Like Northern Germans call Austrians Schluchtenscheiße, which means valley shitter, I think, <laughs> if, if you want to translate it. And how do you guys pay back? I know they call people von Hamburg Fischtopf. <laughs> no, that's a German thing. Uh, Austrians just call Germans Piefke. Piefke? Which means? Preußen. They're just ancient uh, terms of Germanic people, really. Or maybe you can just call them like Occupant or something. <laughs> Invaders. <laughs> or did they? <laughs> All right, okay, no, let's not talk about... We invited them in. <laughs> we need to get rid of that myth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my second question, I think you've already answered it, because my second question would have been, do you consider your accent to be strong or not? And you say that it's not a bad accent. You think it's noticeable? No, that's what I mean. It's not a strong accent. Yeah. I, I don't think. I really don't think your accent is strong, though. When you talk, it takes me a while to figure out, hmm, I'm not sure. Because I'm not a <laughs> native English speaker. So I wouldn't notice something suspicious for a while. It's after... <laughs> I could sneak up on you. <laughs> <laughs> after three or four sentences, okay, I think he's not a native English speaker, but he speaks English fluently. But I cannot establish where you're from. And it takes... Where would you guess? <sighs> You think? <laughs> it's really hot in here, everyone. Every I listener know, needs... I'm sweating. And it just, I, <laughs> I probably would guess you're not from Southern Europe. And you're probably not from Eastern Europe. But somewhere in the middle to Northern Europe. And it takes maybe another six to eight sentences. Or you probably just get tired. And it's one particular vowel just elongated so much. Oh, this guy's a German speaker. Uh, yeah. But it takes me quite a while to figure that out. I don't know whether native English speakers will be more sensitive to your yeah, accent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess they, they will. They can tell immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, they can. Which leads me to the next question, because I noticed in the video you've done, um, so your performance in Comedy Store, 
you try to get it out of the way. So you say at the start of your performance, I'm Hubert, anglicized name. I'm from Austria. I'm going to say this before I creep you guys out. Yeah. Okay, so there's a difference between get it out of the way, let the audience know where you're from. But why did you choose the word not to creep you guys out? <laughs> Is it based on the real experience or because you think that word sounds funny? Where does that come from? It's just that I think a German accent has a creepy connotation in general. I mean, but is, is that your opinion or someone has feed that back to you? No, I think I came up with it. I don't, I don't think anyone, no, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I, um, I think some former housemate said that my, my accent is a bit creepy. Like Your former housemate. In combination with my voice. <laughs> but the I question is it. whether it's you or is the, the language in general. <laughs> no, I just decided to put that in as a little setup for the joke. And if you had to think of a creepy accent yeah. in the English language, I mean, what would you come up with? What would be your top three? I mean, obviously German's in there. Has to be. I think... Russian, maybe. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I would agree. One of the Slavic ones. But, so for example, I interview Radu, and Radu has really funny way of speaking. He say that himself. I wouldn't find that creepy. But if someone who does a very deadpan delivery with a like East European Russian accent, yeah. but in a very cold-blooded way, it yeah. does make me feel that it's a little bit creepy. Yeah. Or a really fake American Valley accent. <laughs> that creeps can me you do, out. Can you do one? I think I can try. Loads of vocal fry in there, <laughs> not... No, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> I will embarrass myself. Valley accent okay. is super creepy. Okay, that's amazing. <laughs> Something like that, that creeps me out. It just that is layers creepy, and layers of fakeness outside. So. Yeah, you get the whole uh, robotic vibe of those people. I got the answer I wanted. Did say someone say to you, an ex-flatmate? Yeah. Is that the reason you no longer live with that flatmate? No. <laughs> Personality, how dare you? No, how dare you I don't live there any longer for different reasons, but that certainly didn't help. Okay, do I no. know that flatmate? No. Okay, no, okay right. No. I'll solve you some gossip. Girl, anyway, I, I forgot to say, do you notice though, you have a very low register. What, what, what does that mean? Your voice is low. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. Do, I do know that. Yeah. I was actually worried before today that your voice would be so low, the default <laughs> microphone setting wouldn't work for you. And when I go it's back sorry. to listen to the audio, <laughs> I would just hear an hour of wails. Like, <laughs> where you thought my voice was outside of what a MacBook can capture. <laughs> or you reverberate with a very sensitive setting. So <laughs> the pigeons or the cats around the area will be screaming and running around. The foxes would be uh, migrating. <laughs> But you have a very low voice and you don't move your voice up a lot. When your ex-flatmate say you can be a bit creepy, oh, that's what I they don't think it's just purely because of the German language. Part <laughs> of it has to be your personal way of speaking, plus your I don't overall know. <laughs> appearance. I don't know how to take that. <laughs> like you're, you're, so it's not even that you're, you're, I'm already insulting my guests. <laughs> Okay, okay, let me put it in this You're way. You're picturing me walking into like the living room going, okay. well, we're out of toilet paper. I'm trying paper. very hard. To, <laughs> what I wanted to say is in our contemporary, the comedy circuit, I think you have one of the most beautiful male voice for the comedians I know. But I don't think you necessarily try to use it for comedy fact because it's your natural way of speaking. Your voice is very low. Even when you giggle, it's still a low voice. It has to <laughs> someone makes you chuckle. Like a big belly aching chuckle. Your voice went up. A to really it. loud laugh, yeah. I went to the taping of Sean Walsh's special at the Bill Murray. 
and I watched the special on YouTube. Could you and hear I, yourself? I cannot watch it because I can hear myself <laughs> constantly <laughs> laughing. Yeah, but it ruins but, it for me. <laughs> which level of laughing? Oh, just like really. <laughs> Like that sort of. But it doesn't happen to you a lot, though, because your no. voice don't reach the upper half of your. I think your voice is very sort of chest. <laughs> Chesty. Chesty. <laughs> it's because of coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, um, I know I have a low voice, a deep voice. I remember no one would ask me to do this here in the UK, but back in Austria, some friends of my girlfriends at the time they said, "Hey, you should record yourself." Reading like good night stories. <laughs>、like、yeah, I agree. I completely agree. You have a very good radio voice. Soothing. soothing. Yeah, I should do late night radio. Is it soothing、uh, though? I mean, <laughs> no, it's creepy. See, that's what, it's, what I keep telling people. Okay, I'm not gonna say soothing. I think your voice has a very strong manipulative power to it. Whoa! So your voice, <laughs> whether it's soothing. Or is creepy depends how you want to use it. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? Not really. Okay, so let me first. <laughs> have you ever watched Dexter? Yes. Right. I'm not saying. Okay, there's Ellen. Of- <laughs> I forgot. We got into serial. Okay, killers, so okay. how many dead bodies have you chopped out and eaten in your? <laughs> is、fridge? this off the record? It's <laughs>、uh, off the record. Okay, there's an element of you that can think of Dexter, the multi-layer murderer, the psychopath. <laughs> But what I try to link to is your voice to the actor who plays Dexter. Yeah, Michael C. Michael C. Hall. Hall, and I think your voice very similar to his voice quality, but yours even lower. So, oh, okay. So you mean the guy who never played anything other than a complete creep or serial killer? Not really, because when he played the role in Six Feet Under, he was a very shy gay oh, so man. So his nat role doesn't really. You know, he used to be a Broadway actor. He sang in a role of Billy Flynn in a Chicago. Oh, really? Razzle dazzle, yeah, razzle. That, that's him as well. I, I It, couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't, we don't have the same、you. voice. Okay, we are on and on at this void, but we need to get to a conclusion. So, what I am trying to say is, your voice is very powerful, even a bit hypnotizing.、Oh. But I don't think you were fully aware. No, how powerful this is, your this voice is. This is the first time I've heard this. And you only use it when you, because in my personal opinion, I think he also. Think his brand is dark comedy.、Mm-hmm. There is a very frequent reference to death or suicide. Yeah, that's the one punchline I have to every, <laughs> every single joke I do. <laughs> exactly. So when you are building up to that <laughs> reveal, your voice was extremely powerful compared to say if I try to do the same thing, even if it's not my normal comedy delivery. I、yeah. I can't do it quite as well as you do because your voice quality, if that makes sense to you. And, yeah, and you're I, breaking this down to a level that I've never broken it down. <laughs> I, I just say, like, that's it. I'm not having. I, I'm、uh, not doing this recording anymore. Just too much. Too much. <laughs> no, seriously. I noticed immediately that when I started doing comedy, that there was something that people take to. I don't get a lot of hecklers either. Like people hang on to my words for some reason, and I don't know if it's partly the voice or. But it's not something I really think about. It's just because your、talk. voice has this velvety quality that works really well with the radio microphone. When you slow down to the optimal rhythm and tempo, and when you speak, few people will have the audacity to interrupt you because <laughs> we want to know what happens next. Powerful Austrian orator, huh? <laughs> <laughs> But. Maybe it will disappear because it made you too self-conscious today. So after that, you won't be able to do those jokes anymore. No. Um, I appreciate it. I appreciate the feedback on my voice. <laughs> <I> just... 
I honestly, I, I, I okay, because let me explain. So the way you do your comedy is almost like there's a half quality of whispering into someone's ear. You're like a really good public speaker. Make people believe <laughs> you're talking next to them, almost in their ear. And that's when I say you have this manipulative capability. Yeah, I, I know. Like even when I do long setups, I don't change my inflection yeah. ever. Um, I always thought about it as more of a Oh, the joke speaks for itself. So I don't have to uh, dance around on stage. Yeah, maybe but, people didn't dare to give you unsolicited feedback. But I think you, I think you can ask people, around. People do. Whether, <laughs> well, I haven't until today. Um, you could definitely use your voice. No, oh shit! It suggests that I've been criticizing you, not having used your voice to the potential. Yeah, you've been. What you're saying is I've wasted the last five years. <laughs> You were not doing comedy correctly, <laughs> my bread. Okay, sorry. But it is actually more high energy now than I was when I first started. I tried to be like a deadpan comic, which I'm not really now. It's just the way I talk. I don't think deadpan is the best way to describe where no. you should or you want to go, though. Because the more I remember, by the way, I haven't seen Hubert for <laughs> three years, three years and a half. Yeah. But my recollection of the way you yeah. do your comedy... Your comedy come from a place of pain, <laughs> yeah. but you seem to be managing. The more you reveal, people start to wonder, but is he managing? <laughs> to make sure people don't get too worried about you, <laughs> instead of actually enjoying your joke, you will release a very playful side of you to say, hey guys, I'm okay. I'm still fine, <laughs> to a degree. So you can come by, just enjoy the comedy. Don't worry too much about me. Um, I don't know whether there's a correct issue. So you can call it pain. You can um, call it unresolved issue, melancholy. There's something unresolved slightly, issues. That's good. Slightly That's... dark lurking in yeah. the base of you. It's like the coronavirus that will never be eradicated. <laughs> we just have to live with it. I think for you it's the same. Yeah. You probably cannot permanently remove all those stuff, but you've learned to deal with them. Comedy is either the result or part and parcel of you dealing with those. Yeah, I do dark jokes. I always target myself with them. So, like, it's not, I don't try to be edgy or anything. Yeah. It's probably partly because I'm Austrian as well. Austrians have a very, very dark sense of humor in general. Why is that? That's, that's one thing I try to explain to people when they ask what's the difference between Germans and Austrians is actually the sense of humor is very, very different. All the really famous comedy films in Austria are all incredibly dark and sad, actually. Dark uh, in what way? Very controversial stuff they, or they push the bleak. human emotion? One of my favorite films ever, it's called Indian, which is the German word for India. Mm. And it's just about these two traveling health inspectors, basically. And they're really mismatched. There's these two guys, they're really big Austrian comedians. They have to go on a road trip together for ages and they couldn't be more different. They hate each other and absolutely despise each other. And they drive around in the flatlands of Austria in the eastern part. And it's all very bleak. But it's incredibly funny. The film concludes by one of them getting testicular cancer and dying. And it's like, this is a comedy. <laughs> it's, just, it's very, very dark. And there's loads of films like that. There's one called Muttertag, which is um, Mother's Day. Uh, it's set in Vienna. There's all kinds of cannibalism stuff going on in it. It's like this really, really weird, dark humor compared to Germany, where the biggest comedian will sell out the Olympia Stadium in Berlin, mm. Mario Barth. 
all his material was about his girlfriend going shopping. <laughs> it's just, a, you know, it's a different... So it's possible. This bleak Dark Joe's in your cultural DNA. So before you even... Before you even started doing comedy, because you started doing English comedy first, right? Rather yeah. than, have you ever done any German comedy? I did a, a taping for Comedy Central in May, uh, Roast Battle. Uh, that was my first time ever on a stage and speaking German. It was for national TV immediately. So obviously it was a horrific experience. I was, <laughs> I was so nervous, but it went well in the end. And it gave me the confidence that I would now consider doing stand-up in German. Okay. But... Kann ich sagen, hast du die Erfahrung genießen? <lacht> Genossen. Genossen. Schuld, dass sie korrekt Habe ich, ja. Yeah. At least you didn't try to say, oh, the Austrian and German humor are different in that the Germans have no sense of humor. That's such a cheap joke. <lacht> It's not true. Either. It's not true. But Austria also enjoyed the lollipop Schlager. So in terms of music <lacht> taste, you guys are just as bad as German. Oh, why, yeah. why is it different than when it comes to comedy choices? I don't know. I can't believe you brought up Schlager. <laughs> I'm a big Schlager fan. <laughs> It's the worst music ever. Atemlos durchsina. Is that considered Schlager as well? I think it would be, yeah. Okay. Wait, who's Erga? Uh, What's her face? <laughs> I can't remember. Helena Fischer. Helena Fischer. Whoa. That was We've one of the... We've gone off track. Yeah. <laughs> We've gone off track. Oh, if you are heading to the famous Oktoberfest, you have to be aware. If you absolutely hate cheap Schlager type of cheap music, <laughs> that's all they play during the entire Oktoberfest. Yeah, Oktoberfest <laughs> is horrible anyway. But one of my favorite German pop songs is this. That, da 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 Du hast den schönsten Arsch, <laughs> You know what? These, these are all Ballermann songs. These are all... The songs that Germans listen to when they go to Mallorca. Oh, like hi. Uh, which is which is their Benny Dorm. Yeah, <laughs> just absolutely. Could you translate that for our audience? Uh, yeah, you've got the nicest ass in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder maybe colloquially, ass wasn't the best word in that content. Maybe it could be like a bum or something, a botag or I don't know. No, ass is fine. Ash is fine. Okay. <laughs> Come back to the serious level. Your music tastes just as shy as German. Why, when it comes to comedy, that you have no idea? I honestly don't know. I think there's an element of being insignificant as a country. The um, lost grandeur. And the, yeah, the empire hangover. The empire's gone. That Second World War thing didn't work out. <laughs> that collaborative effort oh my with God. Germany didn't Okay, work. we are 40 minutes in, oh, so Jesus. we can talk about this right now. <laughs> no, I do wonder, though, when you say maybe for German, they need a comedy to forget, not to reflect, because they've already reflect so much elsewhere. But no, no. This is the final escape. We've, we've been reflecting. We've all been have reflecting. Have you? No, yeah. come on. No, 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 no. Now, I'm not saying all Austrian <laughs> haven't, but it's famous, you know, a lot of Austrians still consider they are just a victim. Yes, I actually do a joke about this now. They're um, not entirely honest with themselves. There is a vibe of older generations, but a certain generation, you know, the worst generations, yeah. the baby boomers. They still think that we were a victim, which is not true. In my joke, I say it's not like Hitler turned up in his car and went jump in no time to explain. We were looking for a ride <laughs> to the same destination. We were fine getting in that car. But I still think, at least for me personally, history lessons in school and everything every year world war ii was still a topic so how you, was you it? never got away from world war ii we f***ed up here okay so <laughs> even it was in the curriculum what if the pupil are just browsing through tiktok videos and not really listening it doesn't make much difference <laughs> or does it? i'm too old for that <laughs>
So you talk about the loss of empire, which is a very interesting point. One of my That's just my theory. There has to be something in the national psyche that makes everyone like really dark humor. So I've heard two theories. Number one, Vienna is disproportionately large as the capital city it is. for Austria as a country. It is only possible because it used to serve as the capital for a much larger empire. When you walk around Vienna, there's a sense of nostalgia and loss. Why is this city so big when the country <laughs> this is so small? city shouldn't be here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. I mean, what, there's 9 million people in Austria and 2 million live in the greater Vienna area. Yeah, I mean, but do you seriously want to merge with Czech Republic and Hungary and so you guys all have to vote <laughs> together again? I again? think it will be a no. chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. It'd be cool. We'll get rid of Orban. <laughs> Or maybe Orban ended up ruling a much oh, larger God, yeah, territory. No, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't think that oh, the older Austrian are very happy to vote for him. Yeah, He's strong. Oh, he talks about discipline. Can I tell you a quick story? Yes. I was in Austria a few weeks ago. And this is how ignorant people are. Because I'm from a small town. They all, they, they do nothing but sit there and drink beer all day long and then talk about how shit everything is. Moan. That's, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, moan. My mom, she was sat with all these guys, like just drinking, whatever. And they started going on about how Austria needs to leave the EU because look at how great England has. <laughs> they mean it when they say that. They mean it. Yeah. Why are they not happy about the EU in general? Oh, they just need something to rail against. Was the ability to drive to Italy for holiday so bad? <laughs> yeah, apparently it was. Like not being in a traffic jam for three hours trying to get to Italy. Apparently it's not a good thing or a desirable thing to them. But those are people that don't leave their village. I mean, let alone go to Italy. So, I don't know. So that may have brought up a different, depressing point. Yeah. National migration plan. They are not allowed to live in their village more than five years. They have to move to the next yeah, village. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. keep them moving. <laughs> Maybe they'll learn something. Maybe the program should be called How to Solve a Problem Like Austria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't believe move, I forgot move. to bring on Maria, move. the sound of music and Von Trapp until now. Mm. I forgot to do some yodeling sketch or jokes with you. All right, it's too late. No, oh, so no. This, no, no. Oh, no. Right? You know, I've never <laughs> fully watched the sound of music. Oh, how could you not? <laughs> I knew that would shock you. As a human treasure I, for I, the I entire just, human life. I'm from near Salzburg, right? Yeah. That's where it's set. And it's all around you all the time. And did there's, you not realize there's the bus hills are yeah. alive? <laughs> oh, kill me. <laughs> <laughs> there's sightseeing tours. Like there's whole buses that just say the Sound of Music tour on them. And you get to look at a tree that was in the film. I watched it for a bit. She's twirling around on a mountain. Then she hears, oh, it's lunchtime because she hears the bells from the dome in Salzburg. That's miles of, that you would never hear them ever. I didn't know Sound of Music is supposed to be around Salzburg. Yeah, it is. I only know Salzburg is a city of Mozart chocolate bowl, and that's it. It has, <laughs> it has nothing but You know you can stop that sentence after Mozart. <laughs> Mozart. You don't have to add no, no, chocolate no, 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 bowl no. You're it. giving the young generation too much credit. It's like nowadays, young Brits, like the kids, ask them who Churchill is. They think it's the dog in the insurance commercial. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you can't assume people know who Mozart is, but if you say Mozart chocolate Mozart bowl, chocolate yeah. Balls, yeah. You had to be they relevant, relatable. <laughs> they are delicious. The biggest shock I've had in my adolescent life is I used to be a boys' choir. Shock! <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> what? But they always made us sing in the middle of the sports field. So other laddie boy would just hit us with dodgeball. Like, we have the open target. So annoying. This is hazing. <laughs> this is... That's... <laughs> That's why I escaped. But anyway, so one of the songs we had to sing. Do you know the Lonely Goater from The Sound of Music? No. 
High on the hill was lonely Kota Lake. Kota Lake. Kota Lake. Oh my yeah. God, he's yodeling. Yes, I do know. Yeah, so I wonder, was it American or Austrian or German who composed the music? If it's American, they say this is a lot. <laughs> I think it would have been American. Mountain Germanic people should sound like. <laughs> but the shock is, in my life, the very first version I heard and I had to sing was the Lonely Goater in Mandarin. Oh, do it. Please I will, do it. Right I need now. to prepare because, you know, Mandarin is a lot more choppy. Yeah, so to, to do, do a Lonely Goater, I was constantly biting my bloody tongue to sing that song. <laughs> and we are do you always... still yodel the same or do you yodel in a Mandarin we way? We try to yodel. <laughs> so the yodel bits keep the same noise. It's quite noise, not really singing. Yeah, but nice. the beginning bit, just to get through every syllable, was such a struggle. And we are always out of breath. So I remember the lyrics sounded like, Ting chai de shan, yoga mu yang ren ya le, yoda le, yoda le, yoda did this sound weird to you? It's amazing. Yeah, it does sound weird. I'm sorry. Holy shit, that was great. And when I watch Sound of Music, they stole the song. I didn't realize that's where the song came from. Oh, right. Oh my God, they're singing we my song. We even had to sing, I think, like a Mandarin version of Solo Mio. That was what? absolutely bonkers. Oh, Solo Mio? I think so. Please. Is it? How is it? Something about the sun, right? Isn't the whole song... I mean, that song is it as Italian as it gets. You can't, <laughs> you can't okay, change the language. Chinese it up. You, you can't, you can't <laughs> Chinese <laughs> that up. <laughs> oh, I mean, a lot of made in Italy, made in it. EU factories. <laughs> they were 98% made in China. And the factory have a last sort of stitch in Italy. Oh, yeah. The whole thing. So in the middle of big city, there are lots and lots of factories like this. Really? Would I get assassinated for saying and then this? The, Possibly. <laughs> we're drifting too far. So where okay. were we? Maria, before Maria, we're talking about the theory. So the theory is the identity of Austrian, but just for Germans, did not exist before the empire was broken up. Yeah, I don't... Because I, German was the official language. Yeah. So German was like the highest language in the Austro-Hungarian empire. Yeah. Those German-speaking people scatter around different places. You think about Sudetendeutschen. Yeah. At some point, I think internationally, there was a plan for even those stretch in Czech Republic to be incorporated into this new German-speaking only Austria. And yeah. those people have to quickly form a new identity. We used to be the Austrian-Hungarian Empire. We are now left just on our own. Everybody else have gone. I think so. If you're just like this insignificant little country and you yeah. used to be an empire, that's different to the UK, which is still really important on the world stage. Or is it? <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it, it's embarrassing, but it's important. Whereas Austria doesn't have a, an identity on the world stage anymore. No one cares about Austria. And I think, that, I think that's a good thing. You can just live your life. And Austria has a great quality of life. It's a great country to live in. There has to be something just stuck in people's brains. I don't know, not consciously. So this but is it, our it, collective it's, it's assumption. A, a weird self-importance that people have mm. from there, mm. which they don't deserve because it's not even an important country. I don't know how to explain it better than that, but I think there's something there. There's some... You're right, because if, if Austria had not been broken up, it would become one of those old aristocrats that cannot 
pay to maintain the big mansion, right? So yeah. the fact that you've reduced a much smaller country actually makes it more manageable. But yeah. for people that remember the glorious past when the empire was on larger scale, or they let's see the Schönbrunn, the beautiful palace, yeah. it doesn't really fit the image of a much smaller yeah, country. Yeah, when you're there, it's like, this is massive. This is like great. This is like... like a really Schönbrunn having a massive penis. It's like, this doesn't make sense. Should yeah, I have like, to beat this out? Are... <laughs> <laughs> it's like a sports car, okay? It's just... <laughs> not practical um but also the cool thing is about the whole breaking up of the empire and then austria becoming this little spot in the middle of europe um is that we outlawed royalty which i think is just the funniest thing to do ever because one of the habsburgs sued the austrian republic because he wants to go by von habsburg and not just his surname habsburg he wants to have his royal title back that got thrown out of the court so quick you couldn't even imagine it was like now Oh, there's no royalty here. But I think Move some Germany, German aristocrats are able to keep that. Germany, so, yes. Austria, no. Okay, this is going nowhere. Yeah. I have to tell <laughs> This so, is the, no, 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 Overall, <laughs> you think the tendency to go dark comes from the cultural DNA, which is from mm. Austria's modern history, basically. But your well, comedy... my stupid idea. Mm-hmm. All I know is that Austria has a really dark sense of humor. Yeah. I don't know exactly where it comes from, but it does just as a channel, as a nation. But I also noticed when you tell jokes, uh, it's pretty much autobiographical. You rarely, yeah. because a lot of people, like me included, a foreigner tend to try to make jokes out of telling British people how they are like when they are not self-aware. Yeah, you probably do a that. bit, but you don't do too much of it. You tell more about your story. Yeah, You well, get it out of the way. I'm from Austria, I have an accent, probably will creep you out. And then yeah. you start to tell your life story. Yeah, I I think that's almost me playing it safe as well. I don't want to... In what way? I don't want to tell British people what they're doing wrong. So or it's any, not like you don't like, enjoy doing that. It's just... Oh, I do it all the time. <laughs> I, I, I just don't do it from the stage. I just don't need to tell someone that putting beans on toast is arranged. <laughs> we, we know, okay? <laughs> I think it's not being on toast. Why are you eating toast when they're beautiful... Bread and yeah, that's it. That's the other. You've lived in Germany. I mean, the, the bread you could have. Oh no! You can kill people with oh. stale bread. Help yeah. off. <laughs> so it's not like you don't enjoy those jokes. It just or because you think you have so many stories from your life. I don't enjoy doing them. To... I don't. I don't want to do them. I don't. I don't want to offend anybody, and I don't want to. I just. I just want to do my jokes. But know? when you say you don't want to offend anybody even though you're able to release short playful moment when you're telling talk well now that you've told me i have a superpower with my voice i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna start offending people and then immediately immediately calming them down in a week like you are wrong you're absolutely wrong i just bombed so hard (laughs) but would you not worry some of your darker subject could offend people not really i mean I, I always try to make the subject of no, my, my, of my jokes myself, is, so I don't want to choke about the whole nationality. No, no, I didn't want to suggest that the, the thing you've done so far, the, the approach was offensive. I'm more interested in knowing when you do the slightly quirky, trippy moment, was it subconscious or was it deliberate? <laughs> um, you know, it's a very simple little trick okay. that I do, yeah. which is I laugh at my own joke on stage. Uh, that's all I do. That's and true. That, yes. That, that's what brings it out. Like, it, I don't do it deliberately either. It just, 
I have this weird reaction to a crowd really going for a really dark joke that I've done that I crack up a little bit myself. I don't do it consciously, but I think that's put, that puts them uh, at ease and they're like, oh, he's like But there's something you do it naturally without thinking, now I have to come up with a plan to make them feel, see, look at what a silly man I am. No, so don't take not, me too seriously. I've not gone that deep ever. I think if I ever had to write um, my own hour-long show, I would really have to think about that. So sort you're not of like stuff. you're having a script and say, insert a chuckle here <laughs> no. so to appear <laughs> less dark. Yeah, I actually have a little cheat sheet on my hand that says joke one, chuckle. <laughs> um, no. I remember you said, I, I heard it on another podcast you do, you don't particularly enjoy doing jokes about being Austrian. As you said a bit yeah. earlier, you don't think making jokes on an entire nationality is that funny, right? Yeah. But you do make that out of stock, just to get it out of the way. I do it because I have to. And you do it in a dictionary defined sense of irony. <laughs> irony is saying something the complete opposite of what you mean. Oh, yeah, that is and you do. say that <laughs> there's no one famous from Austria. Yeah, there are yeah. plenty of people that's famous <laughs> from Austria. People always build their own punchlines to that joke. <laughs> Most of them think of Schwarzenegger instead of Hitler. Really? Yeah. I was bad. The one I, I thought of first was Conchita Wust. <laughs> La Reine d'Autriche. Of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and then, when I was thinking Hitler, the clip I was watching you do, you were insinuating Joseph Fritzl. Oh, that was, was a very that early one? old one, yeah. And uh, the later one, when I thought it should be Hitler, that you're implying is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, you know what, for a small country and people sometimes <laughs> mix you up with Germany, you have a good stock of people to Horrific make reference. people <laughs> <laughs> that became world famous. Yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> is there not a good one? <laughs> is there not more positive? Mozart? Well... I'll throw him out there. Pretty much it. <laughs> um, are we done? No. No, no, no. Okay. No one has said say that before. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because he, he came out. <laughs> Julian came out. He had lunch, I think. I could smell oh. something he was eating. Technician was eating food. This is all going to stay in the recording. I don't know. Depends on how funny they sound like. There's something you want to make it sound casual, but it's overly done. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is what I wanted to say. Yeah. I have to address the fact that I'm Austrian. It's because in my first five gigs or so, I, I tried not to talk about it at all. But people actually just sit there staring at you blankly going like where is this guy from <laughs> like you cannot you cannot get out a normal joke unless you address where that accent is from then people are ready to listen it's, but it's is a it weird, possible for you thing. to do just say come down i'm from austria this accent is a german accent and then without doing the Austrian yeah, joke, you can move on to the next I one. I could do that. But then also, when I did my first 10 minutes at the comedy store, I had that sit down with the owner, Don. Yeah. And he sat me down and he was like, yeah, I really enjoyed the first four or five minutes of your set where you talked about where you're from. But then you talked about other stuff. So next time you come here, can you just talk about where you're from? <laughs> like he literally wants to hear oh. the most hack material you have about where you're from. I didn't suggest a hack. I think what you did was really good, but it was a very good portion of your set. Yeah. And still the venue promoter didn't think it was enough. When he has new people doing open spots at the comedy store, he has a sit down with them right. when he's there and then uh, gives you feedback, like for half an hour, unsolicited feedback on your comedy. And you're just sitting there going, okay. <laughs> but you can't say unsolicited feedback when they run the club though. It's, like... it's, it's, it's unsolicited. <laughs> 
I, I, I didn't ask anyone for feedback. I showed up. I was in the green room. I did my 10 minutes. I thought it went great. And then the owner walks into the green room and go, Hubert, can you come into my office? Let's have a little sit down. I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> so what did you decide to do the next time you went back? Um, I just did it a week ago. I did slightly different material. But you still didn't well, do I, did, full... I didn't do 10 minutes of... Uh, Oh, Hitler. <laughs> I, I just don't want to do that. Because uh, I know that he gave feedback to Radu, for example, yeah. and um, Victor, uh, both Romanian guys. Uh, he gave him the same feedback going, like, now he should do only jokes about being Romanian. And Radu and Victor are amazing comedians who have such a great point of view on various different exactly. topics. And he wouldn't even... He wouldn't even entertain that. He, he would just go, yeah, no. But did you think that jeopardized your chance of going back for another spot? Or if not, I think you're happy to do it your way. I I don't know. I just don't want to compromise too much. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. When you meet him halfway, you still do a good yeah, couple still, of minutes. I still of, do that. Did it pain you to have to joke about Hitler? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I actually like joking about It's just such an easy punchline. It Hitler. is. But that's why I said whether it pains you because it's uh, such a obvious... Possibly because I think the joke that I do to open my set isn't crazy hack and it's it's like kind of fine. I only insinuate. I don't actually say Hitler. Mm. And that's why like people laugh, but they laugh for different reasons because some of them think I'm talking about Schwarzenegger <laughs> or whatever. They build their own weird punchlines in their head. I do those jokes and this is what I wanted to get out. And I do the jokes about my life. I don't want to joke about politics or this country or anything too much because I don't think my opinion is important and I don't want to impart my opinion on people when I'm when I'm doing comedy, which is completely at odds with certain comedians who think that they're modern-day philosophers. They're not. You're not deep thinkers. You tell jokes. That's true, I agree. Because I have once I had a debate with someone and our fundamental difference is I define ourselves as entertainers. Yeah. And he defined ourselves as artists. Oh, nah. No, I say no. <laughs> I say I have... Have you ever seen <laughs> Sam Morrill? <laughs> he was on at Letterman. And Letterman asked him, so artists like you... Oh, and he went, oh, wait, hang on. Do I call you an artist? And Sam Morrill went, you know, I sometimes think we are artists. And then I'm at a club, the MC, see someone go to the toilet and he goes, number one or number two. And he's like, we're not artists. <laughs> Last question is on other podcasts you mentioned about your very traditional Catholic upbringing. Yeah. How much does that affect your philosophy, your comedy? Not really. It affects me in the way that I broke out from that. I left. You fled. I fled. I left the church. All of that. Because in Austria, you even pay, you have to pay money from when you're 18. You pay church tax. Church tax, tax yeah. yes. The dodgy, so dodgy German. As soon as stuff. they started charging me, I was like, oh, I'm not using your service. You have to pay. <laughs> so if you pay church tax. Unsubscribe, please. And the money goes eventually from a state to church? No, it's called church tax, but you're basically being charged by the church directly. It's but, not a tax. Oh. Yeah, I left that. I left uh, that small little town that I'm from. And I, I grew up traditionally Catholic. I wouldn't say Catholic because I don't think my parents actually believe. I think it's a, it's a cultural thing. So you go to church every once in a while so people know that you're still there. It's not, they don't go religiously, <laughs> if I can put it's it that way. It's like a minimum level of pretense. Absolutely, yeah. And I never subscribed to any of it. So I left and I don't think it 
affect me much at this point. It's just the way I grew up. It wasn't it wasn't oppressively religious. So you don't think that this repressive Catholic upbringing has contributed to your bleak, dark <laughs> worldview? That's what I'm trying to insinuate. Maybe. Because we're talking about, you think it was a loss of the empire, the Austrian comedy. But for you, more personally, before a certain age, you couldn't really resist how you were brought up. Even yeah. though you say your parents were not very strict or devout Catholic. Yeah. But... I was listening to the other podcast. You did have to go to church and did, all the yeah. stuff. And now you're free, but you were not well, free. Well, my parents didn't even go. They, sent, they go. sent me with a neighbor lady every Sunday. No, but you then said also during a lockdown, you were forced to live in Austria three yeah. months with your parents. I, I wouldn't even want that to happen to me. But... <laughs> I wouldn't want that to but happen But do you to see you. yourself retire one day and live in your village? No. No, I don't think I can at this point. I'm planning on, on leaving this country next year. And I think I'll move to Vienna or Berlin. After 11 years in London, I don't think I can move back to a tiny little village of 4,000 bigots. <laughs> so you're not permanently tied to London, but it will be another city, not yeah. a dwarf, not a village. No, no, no more dwarf. No, I don't think I could do that. Normally, I would end up would very... You, are you, hmm? what, what's your plan? Are you retiring in the UK? I don't know. I mean, I, I hate to be around my parents. My mom drives me nuts. <laughs> But they are my parents after all, so I don't know what to do. I'm just avoiding the... I'm like a climate change denial. Oh, only with your personal future. Yeah, like, <laughs> would I feel any guilt or shame? My mom needs someone to take care of her, but I choose to live abroad. I don't know. We haven't come to that point yet, but she's really, really a lot to take on. Uh, yeah, I escaped a whole continent from her. So. <laughs> yeah, you really moved away. I normally will end on a fun note. Okay. But since you're such a bleak person, <laughs> we will just end on a very bleak note. Okay. As it is. <laughs> Wait, how? No, before you asked the Taiwanese question, it was actually very bleak. So I wanted to end it on that oh, okay. point. But now the whole thing doesn't make much sense. Anyway. No, let's uh, end on a fun note. Like what? Do you want to sing higher? Do, do you want to sing another song no, in Mandarin? No, I think you should sing The Lonely Gota with me. No, I can't do it. <laughs> you can't do it. No, I, can't, I can't do it. No, I we'll, don't even know the lyrics. We'll just end it. We'll just end it. Forcibly end it. Um, okay. Can we have your social media? How do we find you and follow you? Yes. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> uh, on Instagram and Twitter, I'm at H-U-B-S. Hoops. <laughs> and then my surname, Maya, M-A-Y-R. So H-U-B-S-M-A-Y-R. And if I can hype something, uh, I don't know when this is going to come September, out. September, I think September. Okay, well, then forget about my Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to hype do anything. Do you think I do things that last minute? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was hoping. I was hoping, but no. You, you actually... know on your Instagram account, when you say it's like hoops something, right? Yeah. You probably should do a video in the future. It's like, oops. I did it again. <laughs> All right, okay, that's a stupid okay, note. We very, you can you can do that video for me. I'll, I'll regram it. All right, that's been uh, who, who bad Maya today in this sweltering weather. We're gonna go drain ourselves of the sweat, and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you.